1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast.
2: You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich, brought to you by Aqua Systems and GAF Roofing. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. Hey, good Saturday afternoon, everybody. Rich Orris here, and thank you for tuning in today. So we have an awesome lineup today in the next hour with my guest from Mosby, consulting designer Jake Spurgeon, joining me today. And after getting to know Jake a little bit up front, you know, we can talk a little bit about some exterior designing Um, Got a really cool article about the history of the American kitchen. We can talk about some of that stuff, old stuff to new stuff. Um, Designing outside the box, one of my favorite things that I've seen Jake do so many times. We can talk about, you know, just not your typical design style and how Jake can help you out with that. So today is your day, not only for any question about your home, but... You know, any design question that you may have about your home, you can reach me and Jake right here today, right now. The number you need, 314-241-9797, or from far away, 866-455-9797. And, you know, during my On the Road with Rich segment today, I'll explain a leaking deck, what I looked at, what I saw this past week, and the difficulties in Flashing this deck properly to keep the water out. It's a little bit different, so you're going to want to stick around for that. And my ride-at-home hack, of course, smack dab in the middle of the show, how to beat the heat for your lawn. We've got some tips on that, so stay tuned. All of that more the whole next hour. I cannot wait to get this thing going. I want to jump right in here with Mosby's consulting designer, Jake Spurgeon. How are you doing today, Jake? Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate you having me. Oh, no problem. I I obviously appreciate you coming out and spending some Saturday time with everybody to let them learn what you do get to know you and just talk about some really fun designing stuff that we do here at Mosby it's it's a ton of fun
3: yeah absolutely
2: um want to want to just kind of update everybody i know you've been on a lot but for newer listeners and stuff like that just um you know let them let them get to know Jake the man here for a little bit like like we all know you now a lot of these questions too it's like oh i know all this but you know um so so where did you grow up and where are you from and and what have you you know what you've been doing around here
3: From St. Louis, from St. Charles area, actually.
2: Awesome. So how, I I know you've done work in the field and some roofing and different stuff like that earlier, but how did you get interested in the designing
3: end of the work? Well, the funny part is my father is in the trades. He's a contractor and my mother's a graphic artist. So you combine construction with with, uh,
2: art and you get design. Wow, (laughs) that is totally awesome. And you know, something I that that I was thinking about that we have in common, you know, here at Mosby, we've both been here an awfully long time. And, you know, I I was just interested in it. We were talking about it, doing some of our, you know, preparations for the radio show and stuff, but we've both won the extreme sales award. And I was showing that on a zoom meeting um, and I got right off my desk on my little cabinet in my office at my home. So, so the question came up from everybody, where do you keep your, your award that you got for that? It's
3: actually at my desk at Mosby.
2: Oh, is it really? I haven't home. seen that. Ah, I got mine at home. I want to see it all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that is totally awesome. So so let's do some, just some fun lightning round questions. We've done them before in the past. Um, I, I love doing them with everybody. Um, and again, I, I, I know the answer to probably 80% of these, but I love running through them so that everybody out there can kind of hear and, and, and learn about you. But um, so looking at kind of either or questions, are you um, talk or text? Uh, talk. Me too, obviously. So, and I, I know this one too. Legal pad or iPad? iPad. Absolutely. Um, dogs or cats? Dogs. Beach or mountains? Beach. Awesome. So if you um, were running around St. Louis, where would you rather go? Fritz's or Ted Drew's? Ooh, Fritz's. God, that's a hard one, ain't it? <laughs> um, cardinals or Blues? Cardinals. All the way. Um, Arch or the City Museum? Another Ooh, hard one. City Museum. The fun. Uh, botanical Garden or the Zoo? Botanical Garden. All right, so favorite snack? Ooh,
3: I'm not a big snacker.
2: Oh, well, there you go. I, you got me. <laughs> Beef jerky. <laughs> favorite vacation spot? Ooh, Cancun. Oh, man, yeah, that's a good one. Um, favorite summer activity? The lake. Awesome. So <laughs> um, so kind of some general stuff. Um, what was your first job? Ooh, I uh, bagged groceries at Deerberg's. Sweet.
3: Um, what was your first concert? Um...
2: Oh, I got to think back for this one.
3: (laughs) I can't remember actually.
2: So if you could, if you could go to any concert this weekend, Jimmy Buffett, that's who it was. Okay. And that'd probably be a good pick for this weekend Mm -hmm. too with the heat. It makes sense. Um, what kind of hidden talent do you have? Ooh,
3: I can play the drums.
2: Really? I'd see. I didn't know that one. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. So describe yourself in three words.
3: Um, hmm, creative.
2: Should I throw goofy out there? Yeah, goofy's one of them. <laughs> we'll make that the fourth one.
3: <laughs> creative, um, funny, goofy, and kind.
2: No, nah, you know what? That's a good one. You are very kind without a doubt. Um, awesome. So, that is just, I-, I love doing that. That is just like a ton of fun for everybody. Um, so, so for everybody else, all the listeners out there. Um, can you kind of just explain too how your role is a little bit different? Cause I'm, you know, you, you, do consulting and designing, um, so you'll do a lot of designing. So can you just kind of explain how that role is and what exactly you do?
3: Yeah. As a consultant, we, you know, initially meet with clients in their home and, and discuss their projects that they have and look at feasibility and kind of explain what the processes of design but the fun part of, of kind of having that dual role is not only am I advising them, but I'm also their designer in the yeah. process. And and that's fantastic to be able to be with that client for both parts of a project.
2: Yeah, you know, that, that really is because um, kind of when I'm doing the same thing, but I don't do the designing part. So I have, you know, uh, which you have a team designer, you know, all the time mm-hmm. help you out too, um, just to be able to get through everything. But you know, with the team designer, from my aspect, we were just talking the other day about how, you know, I'm just not with the client as much when you get to go shopping and Mm -hmm. pick things and and work through and you have, you know, long meetings. I've I've seen, you know, the designers meet for six straight hours, you know, with clients and stuff and you get to talk and have lunch and have breaks in between and, and, and I'm like, yeah, I'm more in and out and, in, in, into these different meetings and stuff. So there's, you know, it's just, I just don't get as much time as I would like. I think that's gotta be a great part of the process for you.
3: Yeah. You get to, uh, you know, kind of build that relationship and, and get to know them a little bit more and, and personally and what their tastes are and what they want the space to, to look like.
2: Yeah, and, absolutely.
3: And to be able to help with that is fantastic. That's kind of the, what we get out of it. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, no, that, that's exactly what we were kind of talking about, the friendships and the relationships and the things that get built. I get to do that. And I get to build them. It usually takes me, you know, multiple jobs with repeat clients before I see them enough to to get, you know, that involved Um, when, when you're kind of one through and, and just gets It's just it's not the same amount of quality time that you get to spend. But that's what's so awesome about what we do. We get to spend that quality time and we get to learn and know people and really becomes a fun, great place to work and get your work done and everything. Yeah. So so if you are out there, anybody out there, if you have a design question today for Jake, you know, today is your lucky day. You can give us a call with any design question, comment, maybe story that you have, you know, about your home. Give us a shout 314-241-9797. We're going to jump into our first break here and we will get more into this. And I'm going to go on the road a little bit and talk about that deck when I return also. So that'll be a good fun one. So we'll be right back.
1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: Selling a little or a lot. podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
2: do you have questions about your home call us at 314-241-9797 or 866-455-9797 All right, here we go. Got Jake Spurgeon in the house with me today. We're talking all sorts of fun stuff, design, everything we do here at Mosby. So I wanted to get out on the road, my segment every week, talk about something I'm running around, out there seeing, looking at. And this week, I really had a particular um, deck issue that I went to look at a, a deck that's leaking, you know, up against the house and um, he, he is an avid radio listener. So, Ken, if you are out there, if you are listening right now, yes, sir, I am talking about you. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but and really, what happened was he has the the home is brick and the deck is um, not flashed to the brick. But then there's a bay, and it's very common when they don't flash to brick because it's just not as easy to do, and they think, well, it's just brick and mm-hmm. water and you know, and and nobody really pays attention to that, but he does have a bay that's sticking out cantilevered into the deck from the house and that has vinyl siding on it. And so they, it's, it's interesting. They put some flashing where the door was, but none where the brick was. And then at the vinyl siding, they put the flashing on top of the deck board instead of like under. And there's you know a couple ways you could do that but on top and flat with a with a wider deck board is not the best way to do that so water's getting in but i was really trying to explain the importance of flashing that brick cuz if you flash that band board before the deck board goes on around that bay you're probably going to get water that just runs along that flashing off the edge and where the where the framing and the brick meet you're going to have water dumping in there. So I was really explaining to Ken, you know, we need that flashing to go along the, the whole wall, including the brick, the door, everywhere across. But then what you have to do, that's where you got to be a little more skilled in, in what you're doing and be able to, you know, cut into the mortar joint, regulate a counter flashing onto the brick. We would use copper trying to get a really long, you know, lasting flashing out of this because you don't want to have to take this deck apart to get to it all and his deck boards are laid at an angle look very nice mm-hmm. looking deck but you got to take this whole deck floor apart to get to all this flashing and everything you just can't take a couple boards off so whole new floor proper flashing get good counter flashing against that brick to put that water you know where it needs to go and everything and that's the type of stuff that i'm seeing all the time that we can really perform Really well for everybody. I, honestly, I think better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and Jake, we talk all the time about you know how we do things. We build properly, all this, and kind of brings us to that exterior stuff because you know we do great work when we build room additions and roofs and patio covers and front porches, you know, outdoor kitchens, things like that. On how we flash these things to the house, how we could build it the best way possible. But looking at exterior design, you know, how do we really show people what they're getting prior to them getting it? So they can kind of like a test drive in a car. How, yeah. do, how do we perform that?
3: Well, our design process does include creation of, you know, 3D renderings, 3D elevations, actual walkthroughs and perspective renderings of what that addition is going to look like attached to the house. So not just a blueprint because you don't really get substance with a flat two-dimensional blueprint layout. When you create yeah. the the color renderings and what the siding or the brick is going to look like with the house, where the windows are going, you, you we can kind of back the camera up to the street and say, well, here's what the, the new you know front fenestration of the house is going to look like. It, it, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's excellent to explain to clients and have them see that and just well, know to... what they're getting.
2: Yeah, well, it's setting expectations. They're getting yeah. such clarity to what you know, they're about to to get, you know, and I, I literally um, use that analogy with the car all the time mm-hmm. is you can go out and test drive 15 cars and you can go, yeah, I really like that first one, mm-hmm. you know, and then the last one you can go, well, eh, it's a little, I love it. It's a little beyond my taste, but, you know, so this Ford Explorer right down the middle fits me perfectly. It's really, you know, and, and then you know exactly what you're getting. And it's like, how do you do that? And that's, that is truly one of the things I was explaining to Ken about. There's no way to test drive flashing. Mm-mm. You know, you won't even know whether they got it right or wrong until a year or two or three when it's leaking again, you know, and with the cost of, you know, cedar lumber right now, everything else, I'm like, you this is definitely nothing you want to do twice, mm-hmm. you know, always cost more twice um, and that sort of thing. So it's the same thing in designing as we're working on this as a team and we're looking at, you know, while we're looking at the design and how cool it is and does it fit and is it the right size and they and they get to see all this cool stuff, we're also working with the myself and the project managers and the estimators on how do we build it properly? How do we build it our way? What else do we have to touch? Yeah. You know that that type of stuff. So, but looking outside the house, because um, I know you do a lot of, I've, we've done a lot of stuff together with kitchens and baths and, and and fun stuff like that. We got a few few mutual clients we work with, but outside the house, what's your favorite project type of project to uh, design?
3: I would have to say an outdoor living space with an outdoor kitchen and fire pit and a covered patio. I I'm an outdoor person, so the weather in St. Louis when it's
2: nice like this is very limited
3: and I want to take full advantage of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And those are a a ton of fun. I was actually just, you know, kind of going over one. We're getting ready to start with Isadora who was Mm -hmm. on a couple weeks ago and, you know, we're looking at, you know, the kind of the pre-meeting before we go measure and everything and we're talking about what they want to get out of it. And she'll talk to them more to get better ideas. But, you know, we were talking about just the view and the look, and they want a fireplace. But, you know, and I was kind of like, this is where my designer really comes into play because, man, you put it over here, you're blocking the pool. You put it over here, you're blocking a koi pond. I'm like, we really need to, you know, show you what that's blocking. But we were talking about screens, too, and the mm-hmm. retractable screens, mm. you know, and and how they come up and, and can have it wide open and, and have that view when you don't need the screens. Those are just a ton of fun you know, to have out there on those outdoor projects and stuff. But on theirs, we'll have to have a little more conversation with them. Because I was like, well, the only problem with that is they got the pool and the grandkids. And so if they if they want the screens down, you know, how do we get people in and out if, if kids are going to the pool and stuff like that? So we'll have a bunch of conversations. And she was even suggesting maybe, you know, maybe it's a regular screen on just the one side where there's a door and you can get in and out. And then mm-hmm. the other ones open up to, to keep that view. But... I could see what you like so much about that because there's so many thoughts and ideas, you know, in in how to do that and everything. And not everything needs that. Um, You know, when we get into simpler exterior things, um, windows and roof and new siding, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got our hover app where we can look at, you know, the different colors of the siding and maybe we don't need to you know do a full rendering and and all this stuff and just show a picture of the house with new colors and then we can get some samples so there's a lot of different steps and ways to get through a lot of this you know with us here at mosby but you know it is definitely a, a lot of fun getting all that stuff done for everybody in that um so have you seen anything you know any kind of trends or anything on the outside on those patios What have you seen on those type of projects that's kind of trending lately?
3: We definitely have individuals that are, are, which I'm glad to see, wanting to get away from plain broom-finished concrete and wanting to do the stamped concrete look, Yeah. whether that looks like pavers, the wood wood floor look, where it looks like giant planks of barn wood stamped in the concrete, different colors and textures,
2: and it's great to see that. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Um, and, and I had one last year where it was actually full foundation, but inside of the room, we did the whole thing is like a three season room, but we carried the same pavers from the giant outside patio right in through that doorway and Mm -hmm. right inside that room. And then of course your walls and, you know, glass, everything was on a foundation, but they had that paver look all the way through, um, really did, look phenomenal yeah. in the end and matching that kind of
3: that continuity
2: to go exactly yeah, in, inside and out is fantastic yeah it's like you are truly outside when mm-hmm. you look through that and it's you know you're seeing the same thing and stuff like that um, and this one was actually fabulous because they were way out in augusta and they looked over they could see pretty much to alton you know with the view and everything mm-hmm. and that's why they wanted this big glass thing and everything so it was a lot of fun to, I actually, Isadora designed that one with me too. <laughs> but that one was really cool to design. So there is a ton of fun things like that, that we could look at design and figure out for you um, up front. So I do suggest to anybody, give us a call. If you're planning to stay in your home long-term, if you're looking for lasting value, you're looking for a great exterior model, give us a call today. We can talk about it live on the radio, 314-241. Nine seven nine seven, Or if you're interested, call our office. We'll come out and check it out. 314-909-1800. We'll be right back after this.
4: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed
4: with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media?
2: All right, guys, Um, I want to start this hack off with just, I guess, the obvious. It has been horribly hot this week, right? The weather can take a toll on your grass, your trees, your shrubs. So here's a couple tips to kind of keep that lawn healthy during the heat of summer. So number one, mow your grass high. You're looking for three to four inches, especially with tall fescue. You're going to want at least four inches The longer blades of grass will actually provide some shade. It'll help retain the water so you can water less and keep that lawn healthy. And when you cut, leave the clippings in there. It'll help keep it cool, feed it everything to be healthy that it needs. Number two, you definitely want to trim your trees, remove any damaged branches from your trees. So, think about the winds and the storms that we've had with this heat. You don't want those branches coming down, damaging your home, hitting your fence, your house. You'll end up with a you know filing insurance claim. So no one wants to do that if we can avoid it. So trim all that dead stuff off your trees. And number three, top off your mulch. Get it extra thick around your trees, your shrubs. Again, it's like that taller grass. It's going to keep them healthy, lush. It's going to hold in the moisture for the roots and keep everything wet and cool during these hot summer days. So... There you go. If you want to hear this hack or any of my hacks, you can see them every week, uh, Facebook or Twitter. Just look me up, Rich Oris Mosby, and you will find them all there. We're gonna get back to the regular programming on 97.1 here with Jake Spurgeon with me. So what do you think about this heat? How are you cutting your grass? You keeping it tall?
3: Keeping it tall. The sprinkler system's getting
2: to work out. Yes, it is. But I-, I like the heat actually. <laughs> do you? Oh, yeah. I don't, well, think you were just talking about playing golf. It's yeah. Yeah. It's I'm going to bro- roast a little bit. He's going to take it down to nine holes, but he's still showing up. So I got to say that's more than what I can say for myself. Obviously I'm avoiding some of that golf when it gets quite this hot, but, um, but yeah, that'll be fun for you anyways. You'll still have a good time. Mm-hmm. So, um, where are you playing? Uh, Barry Hill. Where's that? At? It's in Bridgeton.
3: Oh, okay. It's a tiny, tiny little course just north of the airport.
2: Well, you used to live right by there, didn't you? I did for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had this interesting article that was going around um, the office here that they put out about these, about kitchens, about, you know, kind of like the all-American history of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what was the kitchen like when you were born? For me, I really saw some of this, and, and it Took me back to grandma's house in Pennsylvania, Uniontown, Pennsylvania, very old place, very old kitchen, how the kitchens were back then. The biggest thing I remembered when I was telling everybody at lunch on Friday, we were talking about the show and everything was the butter was always on the countertop.
3: mm mm-hmm. It still is in my house,
2: and you see, it's not in my house. We need to, we need to go back to that. Get a butter bell. You could actually put it on the bread and spread it, and it's ready. Oh yeah, and there's Mm -hmm. no need to have it in the fridge if you buy good butter. Yeah, if you yeah, if you buy real butter, the the real stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, what I found really interesting was how they were relating, you know, the the kitchens to American TV shows about Mm -hmm. sitcoms and things like that. So you know, how I love Lucy. They they always ate their breakfast at, at a countertop mm-hmm. together, you know. Um, and they were kind of relating how, th- how the kitchens evolved. You saw this on all these TV shows, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so Leave It to Beaver in that time frame. You know, like like Scott Mosby always talks about, scrubby Dutch, squeaky clean, we're in the Midwest. You know, everything was always spotless mm-hmm. and ready to go in that kitchen. The Brady Bunch, okay, this one I, I love, but, you know, brought the color, yep. brought the countertops, the backsplash, all that crazy color, you know, the, the great colors they had back then. Um, and then the Cosby Show, mm. that talked about how, you know, kind of started changing, showing the change, what we did in the kitchen, studying you know doing your homework um, hanging out watching some tv doing other things in the kitchen other than just you know cooking cleaning stuff like that but my favorite the open concept seinfeld <laughs> yeah you know so you got the living room and the kitchen everything's together everything happened in the kitchen you know they were always like the cereal coming out mm-hmm. talking to their friends in the kitchen and everything but what what it really reminded me about Did you watch Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the episode when he remodeled the kitchen and they totally blocked off the living room the guy did with the with upper cabinets? Mm -hmm. And they all had to squat down underneath and look under the cabinets. And then, you know, like we always talk about, oh, don't do it twice. Mm -hmm. You know, why we do what we do and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's like, we should like show everyone that episode, you know, of like, this is why we do what we do so that you don't get done and go, I can't talk to my friends anymore. Why did you do this to my kitchen? You know, and it's about avoiding disasters like that. Yeah. Design mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. And and so when you don't get to design and you don't get to see it and you don't know what you're up against, you know, you can really end up with some stuff like that, that you're just not happy with. Not to say that, you know, there's always, and I always like to ask people, you know, when we're done on, on, on some of the jobs, you know, so what, you know, we know you love ninety percent of what happened but what don't you love about what happened because then you can kind of learn mm-hmm. from you know now that you're using it you've been in a while and that you know what 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 happens how do you know what don't you love about the new space being created because it is good to find that stuff out mm-hmm. you know and and, and kind of know that things but you know another thing I, I really found in- interesting was you know how they kind of talked about you know how stainless steel goes back way further. Mm-hmm you know, than everybody thinks. Everybody looks at it on just appliances. um, And, and, you know, everything went to stainless steel on appliances. And and like, this was like this great new thing. But I mean, we've been using stainless steel for years, Mm -hmm. um, years and years on countertops and all kinds of stuff. So thinking about the products back then, you know, stainless steel, cast iron, Mm -hmm. um, you know, metal cabinets, um, you know, everything was kind of built to last and, and and really last a long time. But can you kind of just speak on how that's changed so much? Because I mean, we even have clients sometimes really remodeling again or changing things, you know, 10, 15 mm-hmm. years down the road. I literally just had one that we remodeled their kitchen and we're making some changes to it. And of course they're a longtime client, it's been like 15 yeah. years, but um, you know, so what are you seeing in products and stuff like that from now that would maybe differ from a long time ago that kind of helps suit that purpose? Well, I,
3: kitchens, you know, the average life of a kitchen used to be 30 or 40 years. You, you could get the metal cabinets and the, the, uh, the boomerang Formica countertops with the metal edge. I mean, yeah. this stuff lasted forever. But, you know, as as society, you know, communication, the Internet, social media, you know, trends and designs are spreading so much faster now that kitchens are, you know, just like appliances are just, they're not lasting as long. It's things want to be replaced a lot faster. And that's just our society.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and you got to watch too, sometimes, even when you see something like you, you see like a warranty. Mm-hmm. So, so like there's, there's some, some cabinets or some things or, or literally say lifetime warranty. And, but when you go different places, um, there's some, there's some laws on what that even means. Mm -hmm. The expected
3: lifetime of the product, not your life.
2: Exactly. And that's what a lot of people don't get. So like in, in, I think it was California, the one I read was the expected life expectancy of a cabinet is 15 years. Mm -hmm. So all their cabinets out in California all say lifetime warranty. It's really 15 years. And it's a 15-year warranty, you know. (laughs) And so, but that's, you know, that's kind of how it is. But I think, you know, do you think any of it is really brought on, too, by the fact that um, not just, like, social media and all the different stuff, but everything's out there. And everybody wants to have kind of cool, flashy stuff, and they always want to be current. So, you think that drives any of those products to say... Why, why would we, you know? Mm-hmm. Why would we make it last 35 years when someone's going to want a new backsplash tile and probably 15 mm-hmm. anyways?
3: Well, I mean, by by making things more, you know, inexpensive, when you start to reduce cost, obviously quality is going to start to come down. And when you do that with products, you know, they just don't wear out as fast. But it also gives people the opportunity to replace and upgrade things sooner.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, and, 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 and that's, you know... That's good for some of those things that people just want to change, mm-hmm. that they want to look different. And, um, we know people that they, they're changing stuff all the time. It's kind of a bummer on like a water heater and different things like that. Cause it'd be okay if that could last 35, 40 yeah. years like it used to, but you know, they, they just, they just don't. I was just talking with or somebody. A refrigerator. Oh yeah. Well, I was just talking to somebody about that, the refrigerator that, you know, when When we moved six years ago, I had this avocado green. The green faded to like the yellowish, um, like 70s refrigerator that kept the coldest beer in my garage out of any fridge I've ever had. Um, But we were bringing our other refrigerator with us when we moved from the kitchen. So we were kind of like, well, we're going to buy a new one for the kitchen. So this one will be our extra one. So I gave that fridge to my buddy at the end of the court. And that fridge is there working, yep. keeps cold beer. My white GE that I brought from our house to the new house within a year died.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I'm like, oh, yeah, there you go. So there goes my beer fridge. I should have kept the 70s avocado green, yep. you know, but like we're talking about, who? I, I wouldn't put it in my kitchen. You know, it's not going to match the style of the thing. And it's not the most efficient either. Yeah, no, definitely not. That's
3: where, you know, appliances, they they just, efficiency increases is pretty great.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, one thing I don't want to miss out on with you, we're going to get into our final break here, but when we return, let's talk about some fun design, some out of the box thinking, some really cool things that I've seen you do so many things like that. Stay with us, everybody, because I want to get into that when we return. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich, brought to you by Aqua Systems and GAF Roofing. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, here we go, live last segment. You're going to love this one. I am here with Mosby consultant designer, Jake Spurgeon, spending an hour on Saturday with me. Again, I appreciate you coming out and... Doing this and and hopefully, you know, giving some good information to all our faithful listeners out there. And so something I didn't want to miss out on, because I've seen you do so many, and a lot of our designers do, but I've seen you really get to work with some interesting clients and get to do some really outside the box thinking, not typical design. Um, and really fun stuff, you know, so when we think about designing with different materials like teak and stainless and, and of course, tile can be like a thousand different things, you know, what are some of your favorite materials to design with and where are some places that, you know, they get used that's outside of the norm?
3: Well, a lot of things that, for example, we're finding is like full height glass backsplash for kitchens. Yeah. not individual glass tiles where it's a full sheet of glass. So you get to pick the paint color behind it. That's some really fun things. Bring in natural materials like teak wood, stainless steel, yeah, um, copper materials. It's so many different things that you can do. If, if you can imagine the material, it can be used and designed somehow.
2: Yeah. So when you're doing this though, where, where, When you, when you're thinking these ideas, where do you get your inspiration from as you're, you know, searching and looking and thinking up these great ideas?
3: It's usually as a combination of, you know, the homeowner may have seen something on, online as an inspiration photo, or i just happen to, you know, myself be scrolling through design, you know, magazines or websites and see something and say, oh, Hey, that would be something to incorporate in one of my next projects, just to, you know, pitch it to the client and say, Hey, what do you think about this? And they can absolutely say, I don't like that. Okay, cool. I, you know, I gave them something different and original and, yeah. And, and personal that they might think is cool. And that one of a kind, because everybody wants one of a kind. We don't want cookie cutter design. We want to mix it up and and have everybody really be a reflection of their personality and, and the way they live.
2: Yeah. And, and so being able to show some interesting things like that and, and getting to see so many things, you know, th- these materials go in places that people wouldn't even think that, um, you know, like I go back to to the one master bath we did with the teak sinks. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you just walked in the room and said, hey, what, how do you feel about a wooden sink? Yeah, You know, people would be like, what are you talking about? You know, how, but <laughs> when you see this, yeah. it's like, wow, that is that original thing. Yeah. That is something that's, you know, so outside the box from normal stuff. And how how do you have these conversations sometime with clients about, you know, that, that it's okay to do that? You know, do you find yourself having that conversation often?
3: Not as much as I used to, I would say years ago, and I've not going to date myself, but it's (laughs) almost two decades uh, of design. You know, it, it used to be an issue to, get clients to think outside that box, to be original, to really, you know, they just wanted to replicate this picture. I was, okay, I can do that. It's a little boring, but fine. But now more homeowners are adept and open to the fact of doing something fun and funky.
2: Yeah. And and it is so much fun to do. and And I think people are getting used to the fact that you know, everybody was always worried before I think about how do we make this so that someone else will like it?
3: Yeah. Don't do that.
2: Oh, I I know. I know. You're you're
3: doing this for you. You're not doing this for the next homeowner.
2: Yeah. And and, and I think people are getting used to more of the fact that, you know, they can change it when they get here. Yep. And, you know, we change it all the time anyways Mm -hmm. now and and they're remodeling way more often. So, you know, most people buying a home are, are, thinking what they want to do to it right away, no matter where it's at, or no Mm -hmm. matter what the style is or what, there's always going to be somebody that's like thinking about how they'd like to change something or that. So yeah, trying to not focus and worry about that. It's fun now that we don't have to focus on that quite as much. Um, years ago, before we moved into the house we're in now, when we were looking for a house, we found a, a house that we really liked. And, um, it was a little bit expensive. It was a little bit out of our price range. We're kind of keeping our eye on it thinking, well, maybe if it starts to come down, you know, a little bit and it actually, they took it off the market and then they brought it back. And when they brought it back, like three months later, they brought it back at the same price with new granite countertops. Hmm. And I was like, oh, see, I would have rather pick my own anyways. How do you even know I'm going to like that countertop? Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone's going to want to change all this anyhow. And you're trying to pick something that you hope the next person walking in the door is going to be like, oh, I love that. I'll take it.
3: It's generational mentality as well.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. definitely think so. But, um, and, and I'm sure it was fine for them. It worked out. But it just, yeah, I was like, gosh, if you'd have lowered the price, I might have had a shot at going in there, you know. And that's something to think about too is like, don't do things for the next people or the next buyer. It's just really not. Uh, it's, it's yeah. too hard to predict. Mm-hmm. It's it's virtually impossible. Um, when I talk about that, I talk more about maintenance. Mm-hmm. Maintenance is more important from that aspect. If they walk in and your basement's wet and musty, th- it needs maintenance, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but that's more important than what, what are those remodeling pieces, I think, when you go to actually sell and everything. So you've done so many different things like that that I've seen you know, outside of like Mosby, like I tell people all the time, go to, go to our website, callmosby.com. You can find all these things there. You can, you know, get to us, you can call our office, you know, 314-909-1800. But is there a spot that people can find things that you've done?
3: Uh, yeah, the Mosby website is one, but I do have a personal house page. It's the H H O U Z Z. You can go to that website and type in my name and it'll pop up my not my entire portfolio stuff that I, I really love. That's original. I don't put everything on there, Yeah, but there's a lot of really cool design ideas on there and, and pictures of past work.
2: Yeah. Cause in, in so people understand too, there's a lot of us here at Mosby. Um, we have a lot of consultants, a lot of designers. We have a lot of work going on. So when you look at, at the website, you might not know who designed what mm-hmm. or whatever. So you can get a feel for, you know what Jake has designed, different things that he's done, and and I think matching up that personality and what people are looking for is is very important. I mm-hmm. think it's a great thing. So yeah, go to House and and check out Jake's stuff, and you know see what it's all about, and you know what's going on because yeah. it's some really cool stuff. And and how long have you been with Mosby now? It's been seven years. Seven years. Yeah, it's been. See, after about five, I start to lose track. Mm-hmm you know, of, of who's new and how long and stuff like that. So next week I'm having a newer person, um, Scott Russom is going to be oh. on. So he is our our consulting manager. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about kind of like what he does, um, you know, how does he keep us all, all the consultants on our game and why do we need him around? And what are some of the things that he's doing to, to keep us up on everything we need yeah, to do? Don't
3: take it easy on him.
2: I won't. Not, not, absolutely <laughs> not. He's a great guy though. So it'll be good. So, hey, tune in for that. And Jake, again, thanks for coming on with me. I appreciate it. Really appreciate it. A lot of fun. And for everybody else out there, I will talk to you next week.
1: Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy